0: Hello and welcome back to the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, welcome back. So today I'm going to be kind of continuing on my series about structuring a training program and how to do that, how to make sure that you're making progress and all of that kind of stuff. So We're just going to be talking about that in this episode. I don't know exactly where it's going to go, but we're going to talk, I know, about tracking your workouts and how long you should stick to the same workout program for. We're going to talk about how to choose your exercises, different types of exercises, how to split up your workouts, just kind of like all of that stuff, more about getting into your training program. So I hope you enjoy the episode, I hope that it's helpful, and let's get into it. So I think I talked about this in my last episode, but the first thing that you want to do before you even start thinking about your training program is define what your goals are and this is something that you know It sounds kind of obvious But a lot of people don't think about and it's the most important thing because if you don't have goals in place If you don't know what you're actually working towards if you don't know what your goals are Then it's hard to write a program because it's like what is the point of everything And every single exercise in your program should be intentional and should have a purpose and be in there for a reason. So if you don't have a goal, it's like, why are you putting all these exercises together? There's no reasoning behind it. And a good training program needs to have that reasoning. So define what your goal is. Of course, I love strength goals, performance goals. I think that they're incredibly motivating. They make it more fun more rewarding. And it's like when you focus on your performance and your strength, everything else just falls into place. So define what that goal is. Maybe it's getting your first chin up. Maybe it's getting your first push-up. Maybe it's deadlifting twice your body weight. Maybe it's benching your body weight. Um, Just something that is exciting to you and that's motivating to you and is meaningful in some way to you. Make sure to define that. And your whole program should revolve around that goal. You can have multiple goals at the same time. Like, for example, you can want to get a stronger deadlift and work on your chin-ups. Like, it doesn't have to be just one. But at the same time, you do need to have some specificity. Like, it can't be, I want to grow my arms by, you know, an inch in a month. And I want to get 10 chin-ups in a row. And I want to run a marathon. And I want to work on my bench press and I want to work on my clean and jerk. It's like, we do need some specificity, but you can have multiple goals at the same time. So don't like go crazy about it, but you don't have to just choose one. And then from there, kind of think about your, the overall design of your workout and I, or the template, I guess that's a better word for it. So First, figure out how many days a week are you going to train. I personally prefer three or four for most people. Four is my personal favorite. Um, some people can train five days a week, and some people can only train two days a week. But, unpopular opinion, I really wouldn't suggest training six days, definitely not seven per week. I don't know if it's that unpopular, but... With strength training, it's really quality over quantity. And if you are training that many days a week, you're just going to be kind of you're going to be too fatigued to actually put enough effort into your workouts and get that training effect that you're looking for. And you're not going to be recovering well. You're going to be at a greater risk for injury. (laughs) And it's going to be harder to reach your goals because you're not going to be recovered and you need recovery to put effort in, especially with strength training. And you need to be able to put effort into those workouts. And if you're fatigued, you won't be able to do that. Not to mention... Most people can't sustain going to the gym like seven days a week for the rest of their life, so choose an amount that you that is realistic for you, that you can be consistent with, where you're still getting a training effect, and you're able to recover, but you're also able to put enough effort into your workouts. So for me, I think that sweet spot for most people is three or four days a week. And if you are truly strength training and you're truly putting enough effort into your workouts, you are going to need those rest days. Like I train four days a week and I cannot imagine trying to do a fifth day because I really bring the effort to my workouts and that's how I see results. That's how I'm getting stronger. So focus on that and focus on the effort and the quality over the quantity and then you want to decide, you know, how are you going to split up those days? So, personally, for my clients, I usually do either an upper-lower full body split or an upper-lower split, depending on how many days a week you're training, just because, number one, it makes sense from a strength perspective, like upper body can be bench day or chin-up day or whatever, and lower body can be squat day, deadlift day, um, and, It also allows you to get enough recovery, especially if you have to do like upper and lower back to back and you're able to generally get enough volume and enough intensity because you want to make sure that you're hitting each muscle group around two times a week. It's not completely set in stone, but that's a good guideline to make sure that you're getting enough volume but also enough recovery. So if you're training three days a week, you could do upper body, lower body, full body. If you're training four days a week, you could do upper, lower, upper, lower. There are plenty of other splits out there, um, and it totally does depend on your goals and also your training level but that can be a good place to start like you can do a push-pull split too that's an option you can do a full body split um but it really depends on the person and I think that especially if you're newer to strength training and or you're you're especially if you're focused on strength and it's like you don't want to over complicate it upper lower full body or upper lower upper lower is a great option and then you wanna decide how long your training program will run. So personally, I follow, most of my clients follow four-week programs. That means that you repeat exercises for four weeks and you do the same workouts for four weeks in a row and you just focus on increasing that weight each week and then you get a new one. Um, you, can all, you can go six weeks long, you could do maybe three weeks, you could do eight weeks. You could even do 12 weeks, but you want to find the number where it's like you're not getting bored because sometimes, you know, if you're doing the same program for eight, 12 weeks, it can get kind of monotonous. And where you're able to get a new stimulus, um, you know, you don't, there's some point where it's like your body will adapt and you'll kind of plateau. So you do want to make sure that you are switching exercises not too often but also not going too long to switch them um and like i said where it's enjoyable so i think that four weeks is a really great option for most people but if you're the kind of person who like you don't get bored easily and you like routine maybe you could go six to eight weeks you kind of have to just like see what works best for you but i think four weeks is fine and it works well for a lot of people so you could totally do that um And yeah, you're going to, after you choose what your workouts are going to be and you write them, you're going to follow those exact same workouts for four weeks in a row. And you want to make sure that you're also tracking your workouts. This is such an important thing that not enough people do, and it's so underrated in my opinion, is to actually track your workouts. So whether it's on a spreadsheet whether you have a coach who makes one for you, whether you're using an app or a notebook and and a pen or whatever it is, write down the sets, the reps, the weights that you use every single week, and that way you can know that you're progressing. Because if you don't know what weight you lifted last week, you're not going to know how much you should be lifting this week or whether you're increasing or improving at all. And progressive overload is like... One of the most important concepts to understand and to utilize in your training. You need to be increasing the difficulty over time. Otherwise, you're not getting stronger, you're not seeing results, and you're not gonna be where you wanna be. So, you need to make sure that you're making it harder for yourself week to week. That can be adding more weight, that can be doing another set, that can be doing an extra rep at the end of your set, that can be improving your form, it can be slowing down the tempo adding a half rep, um, adding a pause, something like that. But you need to increase the difficulty over time. That's how you're going to see results. Otherwise, your body's just going to adapt. So tracking your workouts forces you to make sure that you're actually progressing and that you are increasing the weight week to week or just increasing the difficulty. It doesn't need to be the weight. And if there's one week where you don't increase or where you're just not feeling it, that's totally fine, but it's really important that just the overall trend is that you're increasing it. Um, Like I I already kind of went over why that's important, but you need to ensure that. Okay, so now we're gonna go a little bit into exercise selection. This is hard and very nuanced because it's like there are just so many different goals, so many skill levels, different equipment, so many factors go into exercise selection, so I can't, you know, that's why that's why it's important to have a personalized training program, one that either you write for yourself or a coach writes for you, or at least something that you find online that is specific to you, because everyone's completely different, and following just like a generic strength training program isn't going to get you the results that you want, so it's super important to do this, and um, you need to, okay, I need to gather my words, just make sure that your program is individualized to you. But I'm going to try and give as much information on this as I can, or at least enough where you feel like you can write a program for yourself. So I'm going to kind of categorize these into what muscles they work, and I guess this the movement patterns, basically, that's a better word. Um, we're going to go over like the basic fundamental movement patterns that should be in your strength training program. So I talked before about how you need to have a specific goals. Your exercises should be selected based on your goals. So as an obvious example, if deadlifting a heavier weight is your one of your goals, then you should have deadlifts in your program. But you should also have things like Romanian deadlifts, glute ham raises, even rows, um, hip thrusts even, what else, uh, variations of deadlifts, uh, core work, stuff like that that's going to support your goal of a stronger deadlift. And this is not necessarily something that like is easy to understand or that everyone's going to get right away. That's why have, hiring a coach can be super helpful. But you can still write a good program even if it's not like 100% perfect and if you don't completely understand all of this. So I would say four fundamental movement patterns that you need to have in your program are squat, hinge, push, and pull. So squat, this is gonna be things like goblet squats, back squats, front squats, dumbbell front squats, pause squats, box squats, all kinds of squats. And you wanna make sure that you're including these in your program. Squats are gonna train mainly your quads, your glutes, your core. Those are the, of course, there's other muscles involved, but it's more of a quad dominant exercise. And you can put these at the beginning of your workout program, like we talked about in the last one, to focus on more strength, or you could do a variation in the middle as an accessory exercise. And then hinge is gonna be things like deadlifts. Romanian deadlifts, good, good mornings, um, single leg Romanian deadlifts, B-stance Romanian deadlifts, cable pull-throughs, those are examples of hinge movements, and these are going to be more hip-dominant, which means that you're hinging from your hips, so it's going to train more of the hamstrings, the glutes, your back, your core, those muscles, and th- something like a deadlift, that could be put totally as like one of the first exercises of your day, and focus more on strength or you could use like a Romanian deadlift or a cable pull-through or something like that for more accessory work. Push and pull are the ways that you can categorize upper body exercises. So push is gonna be where you're either pushing something away from you or you're pushing yourself towards something and it's gonna be focused more on the chest, triceps, and shoulders And push exercises will be things like bench presses, floor presses, dumbbell bench presses, push-ups, close grip bench presses, stuff like that, or overhead presses. And these can be put at the beginning of your workout, especially if, like, your goal is a stronger bench or more push-ups or something like that focused on strength. Or it can be put in the middle as an accessory exercise. And then last pull is going to be more back and biceps and exercises that are pulling movements include things like chin-ups, rows, lap pull-downs, pull-ups, stuff like that. And let's say if your goal is a chin-up, then you might wanna put that first in your program or you would want to to focus on strength or you can use more pull work as an accessory um, in the middle of your workout. So, I know that was a lot of information. I'll talk about a little bit more. Um, I think I gave some of these examples in the last podcast, but still helpful in this context too. Um, Obviously, that doesn't cover every single exercise, so I'll go through a little bit more. like Things like single leg work or unilateral work, which just means you're working one side at a time, that's going to be more of an accessory isolation movement. So you do want to put that towards the middle slash end of your workout and things like bicep curls, lateral raises, tricep extensions. Those are just isolating one muscle at a time, which would be your shoulders or your biceps or your triceps. Those are going to be at the end of your workout. Don't want to put them in the beginning for a strength training program. Core work is considered more of like accessory isolation exercise too. So that will be towards the middle or end of your workout you want to make sure that you are including, like I said, those movement patterns and making sure that you're working each muscle. So you are you don't want to just like completely leave something out, like unless, you know, very, very specific circumstances, but like... Even if your goal is a stronger deadlift, you should still be including like upper body push exercises in there because you want to make sure that you're well-rounded and that each muscle is strong and that there's not any crazy imbalances. It's still important to just be strong overall for many reasons. So make sure, you know, if you have your squat hinge push pull, you're covered, but of course you can include other exercises as well. But just make sure that you're not leaving anything out completely like, you know, some girls... Will just not train their upper bodies some guys will just not train their lower bodies and vice versa you know the, the stereotypes but like you don't want to do that you want to make sure that you are being strong overall and that you're not missing anything so that was a lot of information i'll give kind of like a recap um of like let's say a training day so i talked more last week about breaking down you know the order and the sets and reps um, of your exercises per workout. And this was kind of more like general stuff. We talked about, you know, your program for a few weeks and how to track and progressive overload. We talked about how to split up your workouts throughout the week. And we talked about the exercise selection. So let's say you're doing an upper-lower, upper-lower split. You're training four times a week. And one of your goals is a stronger bench press. All right, so maybe your first exercise in a pro in your upper body day will be bench press and it'll be lower reps focused on strength and then maybe your second exercise you could do a supplementary um accessory movement for your bench press like maybe building up your weak points or you could do another pull exercise and then you could do a push and a pull as an accessory movement and then maybe for like moderate sets and reps lighter weight um, focus more on hypertrophy, and then you could finish with isolation exercises like bicep curls, tricep extensions, lateral raises, stuff like that. That's obviously oversimplified, but that's just kind of gives you an idea of how you could structure it. The last thing I want to talk about is how many exercises you should have in each workout. So a good range is going to be four to eight exercises, and I know that sounds like not very much, and that's the point. Often the best training programs are the ones that don't look like much on paper, but when you actually put the effort into them and when you actually focus on them and focus on strength and increasing the weight and pushing yourself, they're really effective and really hard. You know, a program is only really as good as you make it in the gym. Um, you have to put that effort in that's the most important and overlooked aspect. It's really not about like doing 12 exercises per workout because then you're just going to be fatigued by that point and you're just kind of wasting your time. Like you want to focus, like I said before, on quality over quantity. So focus on doing fewer exercises per workout. Four to eight is perfect. You don't need more than that, but putting more effort into them and really focusing your time and attention on them. That's what's going to get you the best results, not just doing a ton of exercises for the sake of it. That's not going to help you. All right. I feel like I covered a lot in this podcast. If there's any questions that you have for me or anything like that or anything that you're unsure of, feel free to reach out. I'm here to help, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was informative and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day.